Yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've been following the Kickstarter every day, which is kind of sad. Um, but I haven't ordered yet, but I'm going to order. Yeah. I think the I, question for me is if I was going to jump on the, the limited edition or maybe use that money to buy. Because they're starting to put together other things that you can buy separately. And I think I saw like 5,000 people have ordered the limited edition. Um, I don't know that I need it either. So I, I just, I may get the the regular book and then whatever nobody, other stuff they have, hard copies. Nobody I, needs the limited edition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I end up doing the PDFs just because it'd be nice to have on hand. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I got the the limited edition uh, masks of uh, Nyral Arthurtep uh, for Call of Cthulhu, and they're fine. They're okay. Like I don't. It's like they're nice. You know, I don't know that they're fifty dollars extra nice. Um, what what is fifty dollars extra? Uh, you know, a ribbon bookmark and <laughs> what a slipcase or something? Is that? Is that well, Chaosium will Chaosium will do leatherette mm-hmm. covers and i think that's the case here with with uh the one ring too um but yeah they've got uh you know they got they got a lot of stuff a lot you know a number of the stretch goals are or a handful of stretch goals i'll say are rules that they say that they will include in the main book which were rules that were in supplements in the edition that we're playing. Um, so that makes the book bigger. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I kind of, you know, I think it is kind of annoying that, you know, not all the rules are in the rule book. You know, some of the stuff for the, for treasures or the eye of Sauron, there, there's some other, you know, some of the fellowship phase stuff they're in, they're in supplements. And they're they're it's like if you had the the Rivendell supplement um that tells all it has all the great history and background and flavor on Rivendell, that's great. And but then it has this section on magical treasures, which is only you know, isn't necessarily tied to Rivendell any more than it is to Erebor or anything else. So it's like, you know, that would have been great. So it's kinda like we had a great idea, and we didn't think of it at the time, but now we've got this idea. Let's add it in. To the next book, whatever it is. To the next book, right. Um, so, you know, maybe more of that, maybe less of that will happen with Free League, and they'll they'll just, you know. Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't see why they, they don't need to reinvent the wheel. You know, they already have all the content, essentially. It's like, yeah. <laughs> they can just, now they can organize it in a way that makes more sense. Yeah. Yeah, they they switched uh, the starting year a little bit, and then they're fo- they're over on the the west, you know, west of the Misty Mountains rather than east where we've been playing. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'll jump in here eventually. All right. Uh, so we we haven't been. Um, uh, I haven't heard from John recently, so I don't know what his plans were. And I think uh, uh, Rex said he was going to join a little bit later. Maybe we can use a couple of minutes here uh, and talk about uh, sessions and and what's what were folks 
their heads are as far as what they want to do with playing. Um, you know, I think I brought it up initially simply because it's tough for me to to kind of step away from it for I'll say, I don't know if you call it an extended period of time. It's not necessarily any longer than a lot of the other games that I'm in, but um, and so I think what I was floating out there first of all was well maybe March or April or May or sometime down the road, you know, I try to get a specific day and, and run it bi-weekly, which is kind of what Kyle and Carl and I had done and, and some of the other guys had done with, with Cthulhu, which seemed to work pretty well. Um, and then I also put it out there, you know, if maybe this is a time that we want to take a break um, and come back to it when the second edition comes out as just, you know, a marker in the ground. Um, you know, kind of say, yeah, we'll come back to it, but we're going to take a little bit of a break. Um, that's easier for me to say when I'm not actively playing rather than when I'm in the books and I'm getting excited about playing again, which is typically what I happen, what happens with me. Like I I'll step away or there'll be a, a break in between sessions and I'll get, I don't know if you call it frustrated or burnt out or like, ah, you know, whatever feeling I have about it. Um, but then once I'm doing it again, I get I get excited. And so even preparing for tonight, I was like, yeah, this is pretty good. Um, I mean, I just got to say that probably where my head is right now, it's like, you know, would it make sense to keep going at the current pace, which is about monthly uh, for a handful of months? And I think even I got some feedback from Matt that, you know, that maybe even push us out to April. But let's say April or May. We kind of see where we are and see if we could pick things up pace-wise. Um, you know, I've started to step away from some other games for a variety of reasons, but also including including what I'm thinking with this. Um, so I'm starting to free up some calendar. But if if folks want more, you know, I, we can do more for you know, call it an option, and say, yeah, let's keep doing it for another couple months and see if down the road we can we can pick it up some more i don't know what do you guys think about what i put out there as far as the messaging goes well i guess part of um i mean the the timing thing is great if if i can do it which is just going to come down to whenever alien and obx wraps up so mm -hmm. I, I'm absolutely down. My interest in more frequency in continuing on with this game, and uh, very clear, this is not a knock, but so far the adventures have just been like uh, little one-shots. Yeah. Um, and I guess part of it was, well, what's what's the intent going forward? Like, I love this system. I I have yet to, like, develop a bond with with bird which is that's not you that's that's more me yeah uh, but is it going to be like are we going to see a more overarching campaign or and maybe that's not how the system's designed but um and i don't want to put pressure on you but i guess part of it is <laughs> what is your intent as a gm going forward yeah it's it's that's that's good feedback um a good input um so so basically, and I don't know how much you guys have div uh, dove into the, the kind of the game material itself, but I mean, basically, it it 
the time period that we're covering, you know, that they put out there is like, oh, it's in between The Hobbit and The Lord of the Rings, right? It's that 60, 70 year period or whatever it is, which which is true. But what it, what it kind of leaves out is like, it's it's the emergence of, of Sauron, mm-hmm. right? And you get into, you know, the the way that the shadow is creeping into the land, right? And so from a thematic standpoint, like that's supposed to start emerging. Um, you know, if if one were to stay kind of true to the calendar, and this is, you know, <laughs> Matt, you'll be learning all about this probably if you get to the appendices um, in what you're reading or what you're listening to. Um, you know, we're, we're, we're probably a couple years out from when that 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 happens um when um who is it sauron declares himself and 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 dol uh, gondor or dol dol goldor um and so I, that i think that thematic campaign kind of stuff hasn't appeared yet mm-hmm. not I, now i don't want to put a false promise out there because um the materials the way it the way it kind of happens or comes together is you know the 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 company or the fellowship or the the yeah the company pcs they end up in certain parts of um middle earth and depending on the timing and depending on um how far along we are in in you know the rise of kind of the shadow will kind of dictate what kind of adventures are available. Um, so now one of the things that I have in mind, and we were going to get to this later tonight is, you know, after this fellowship phase and not to spoil it too much, but you guys will have the opportunity or you'll have a lot more flexibility in, in going where you want. Hmm. Right, like you're not necessarily just stuck to one location on the map, and I'll leave it up to you guys about where you want to go and 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 play it off that. Um, you know, what what this what this game doesn't provide to me as a as a GM or a lore master is there. In a, in a way, there's it's like there's almost too much ready-made material for me not to use it. Mm-hmm. And, and so, whereas when I think of OSE, um, like I was thinking of doing that completely hex crawl, compl- like I got all the randomized tables I need and all that kind of stuff. But but for this, you know, if you're playing, you know, one ring in Middle Earth, you know, you want to be able, I, I think, you want to be able to go to. Uh, Airborne, and you want to be able to go to Bree, and you want to be able to go to um, Rohan, and you know wherever else it may be. So, I th- I think uh, maybe maybe the, I'll wrap it up this way and say on the plus side, I think I can I intend to or in, have intended to and intended to do so tonight. Give you guys a lot more flexibility on on where you go. Um, on the flip side, I do think that once you get into a location. You know, it is going to be another scenario. Now, uh, maybe I'll soften that by saying some of these scenarios are connected a little bit better as well. 
like there might be four or five scenarios that are in a sense a mini campaign um so now does that uh, help yeah that, that's very that? helpful um yeah. and again i'm not i'm not knocking the approach you took it's i mean that's it's just been what it is like i don't give two rats about dindy really you know uh-huh. uh, and so <laughs> yeah yeah it, you know i think the other thing that i i don't think i mean it's kind of the the emergence of of patrons right so you've got gloin in in lake town mm-hmm. right like he's he's officially like the only quote-unquote mechanically game game mechanic patron that you have hmm. Right now, it, what's kind of I don't want to say necessarily frustrating, but you know I've tried to make shortcuts on the sanctuaries that you've opened up, and um, in the sense that you know you're actually supposed to spend a, a a fellowship phase in a location before it becomes a sanctuary. And that that's basically your entire fellowship phase. It's like, oh, we want we want uh, Woodland Hall to be a sanctuary. So the entire company is supposed to. Well, it's like that. You know, that's going to take forever right. if if you want to open some of these up. And then on top of that, you know, I, th- I think thematically, I've been tr- I've been I haven't done it yet, and I haven't thought of a way to do it. Is how do I get some more of these patrons involved? Right? Like, how does uh, Bjorn get involved, and how does the Elf King get involved, and uh, um, uh, the other wizard, um, Radagast? Um, if you like, on, on one hand, I, if if that's what you want, right? I don't, I don't want to force it at you, but I don't want to make it like, oh yeah, you've got a we're we're fourteen sessions in, and it's going to be another fourteen sessions before you get to meet Radagast, right? Like it's it's got to be somewhere a little bit. You know, I want to I want to make it available to you, but I don't want to make it so arduous to complete that or make that happen that you're turned off from from doing it in the first place because you want to you want to drive your character in some other way. Uh, Kyle, Carl, what about you guys? What are you thinking? Um, I'm probably. I mean, I'm fine with the if we want to if you want to schedule it more regularly than what we've had up to now. Um, cause I, I finished, uh, the generation ship with duck. So that's no longer mm-hmm. competing for time. I think I'm just down to alien, which is monthly stride, which is monthly mm-hmm. and, uh, comrades, which is, I think even less regular than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, you know, I think the time is there for me. Mm-hmm. So that's that's yeah. I would be fine with that. And you're interested in doing it? <laughs> yeah, I, I've yeah. I, I've enjoyed. I've I kind of like Larry as a character. Um, mm-hmm. uh, just the, and I've I've enjoyed. Um, you know, I think like Backdoor said, there's the there's. It hasn't felt like an overarching campaign to this point, but yeah. it, it, it feels more like um, how we did uh, World War Cthulhu to me, which those mm-hmm. those were more, like you know more sessions per arc or whatever, mm-hmm. as opposed to these, which are you know might be one or two sessions for a particular uh, 
story that we do or a particular setting. Um, but, it, but those little, you know, those adventures, like kind of mini adventures, uh, feels more like World War Cthulhu. So it doesn't feel, it's not, it's not leading to lack of engagement on my part. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I, I feel, still feel fully engaged in every adventure that we do, uh, in this setting. But so I haven't, I haven't felt anything lacking from a, you know, in, in terms of engagement from not having a campaign or something like that. But, you know, I wouldn't object to if we started stringing stuff together more that, that was more tied together as a, as a campaign style rather than um, individual adventures. But yeah. So I'd be, I'd be good either way, but I'm, I'm, you know, enjoying the, the story, enjoying the, uh, the lore bits and things like that. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. Cool. Uh, what about you, Carl? Uh, as far as time goes, uh, I'm pretty flexible. I'm only doing DCC in in this right now. Uh, but even if I uh, ramp up and do one or two others, uh, I think I could probably manage it. Yeah. Uh, so doing it more often would be good because uh, it kind of keeps it fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it, and I'm but I'm good either way because really it comes down to you know what do you want to do if you need to if you need if you need or want to take a break, I'm good doing that. Um, but I'm, I'm also good picking up and do it more often. Um, yeah, I've joined the heck out of it. Cause I, I already, like I told you before, I've got an idea for, a for another song. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, I'm just going to find some time to sit down and hammer it out. Got hey, it. I just got to say real quick and not to, but like after listening to the book, it's like, well, damn, maybe bird needs to write a song because I've got <laughs> stupid Tom Bombadil bum like, just going in my head. So anyway, sorry. It's, those books yeah. are lousy with songs. I mean, it's, <laughs> yeah. it's uh, everybody should be singing, you know, breaking into song. At some you point. have no shit. <laughs> sorry, I've, just enjoyed, I've just enjoyed uh, the, the pipes. You know, it's, it's a good chance to get pipe smoking humor in with Larry. So that's uh that's it's easier for me than coming up with song lyrics. So. <laughs> cool. All right. Well, I'll uh, I'll ask the other guys too. But I, I do. I mean, it does sound like it. Maybe there is an opportunity here that we can kind of keep going for a couple months at this pace, and like I said, use it as an option to kind of see what it looks like for for folks. Like, you know, I think I'm coming off a lot of stuff. Matt's coming, doing a lot of stuff right now. Like I, I can only start thinking about doing, doing it more frequently. Cause I've, I've, like I said, kind of stepped away from some other things or some other things have, have wrapped up. And this is war gaming too. Like I was overcommitted on war gaming too. Um, so I'm, I'm inclined to keep going for a couple months into April or May and then, and then see if we can pick up after that. And so. I, I, I assume this is the case, but like, is this, I assume this is something you want to keep doing as well. Right. I mean, I, I, yeah. I don't want you to have like an obligation to us. No, no. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of like, I mean, I mean, it's, it's truly, you know, I made a note maybe three weeks ago and it's like, you know, wrap up season one of the one ring. And that was kind of like me saying, you know what, maybe we can break and see if it's worth doing. Like I'm enjoying it. And once I'm into it, I get excited about it. Right. And, Mm -hmm. you know, honestly, um, the, 
what else am I running? Oh, I've got a little uh, GURPS game going on, the, the white event stuff. And um, so I'm not running all that much. And so I, I want to keep going because I like I like the material. I think like I've said on our um, our podcast, our you know, roundtable stuff, like I don't, there are parts of the system I don't love and there's some parts of the system I really love. Um, so yeah, it, I mean, not to labor it, but yeah, definitely something I want to keep doing. And did you say also that you that you wanted to switch to the new edition when you get it? Was that something that you were? Cause I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if that's something that that would involve you know more work, or if that's what you were talking about taking a break, like and waiting until second edition. Yeah, I mean that was kind of me. Me kind of that was kind of more like putting a flag in the ground and saying, "Well, here's here's a time when something happens, when like all the new stuff will come out and it'll be bright and shiny, and maybe that's the time that we come back to it." Um, you know, okay. when when this was going to be with second edition was going to be with Cubicle Seven, and they were putting out little teasers, and even the stuff that I've heard from Free League, there's there's going to be some changes. I don't think it's all that dramatic and i don't think that they've ever positioned it as being all that dramatic of a change um there there's some you know how we do like a target number 14 a lot of times like they've they've allegedly rejiggered that so that target number is based on some of your stats you know you've got your body stat and and whatever else you have it's like so i like that it, and it's still, you know, you've still got the feet die. You've still got the six-sided success dice. Um, you know how you've got a favored skill, you know, the underlined skill, where you mm-hmm. can you can spend a hope point and get uh, the um, associated attribute added to your role. Like they've 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 done it so now that you've got two feet dice that you roll and depend it, your skill may be favored. And so you get that second feet, feet die in your favor, or it may be uh, whatever the opposite of fate, whatever term they're using for the, like it's a, it's a detriment, right? Like it's taking away from, so that, that I mean, that's just kind of like the mechanics of the dice rolling. Um, you know, they've talked about changing the journeys. They've talked about changing the the social stuff, but I haven't, seen any details on that so i guess what i'm getting at kyle's like i like i'll probably do it if, if it's in fact better but i don't think it's going to be so much different that you know we're going to end up with all this work and oh you guys got to redo all your character sheets and <laughs> I'm, I'm, not, I'm not expecting all that much of a difference so okay yep hey rex hello how you doing I'm all right. How's everybody? Doing okay. Uh, uh, so I caught the tail end of your discussion of the, what appear to be the differences with the second edition of the One Ring coming. So I'm not going to ask you to repeat what you already covered. But uh, yeah, and that was, and I'll and I'll ask you this too because we, you know we've been using we were you know we did, did garbage time and then we started talking about you know, the future sessions and things like that. And, you know, at one point I said, well, maybe we come back to this in when second edition comes out 
and so that's how we started talking about second edition a moment ago. Um, it, if I could summarize what I heard from Kyle and Carl and, and Matt, I mean, it sounds like people are open to keep playing or interested in, in to keep playing. Um, they uh, are open to the idea of more frequent sessions. Uh, when that may be possible uh, could differ based on you know what other people are up to right now. Uh, and this includes me, uh, like I'm kind of in the same way um, so far. Um, uh, and then, and then everybody had, or folks had some feedback on how things have been going, and and had some questions about, you know, what what's next in terms of, you know, how do how do things story wise or play wise uh, change or stay the same? Like, you know, neither good nor bad, but what is what does it look like? Right. Um, so. Um, so since you're on, uh, I mean, what, what's your appetite for, for playing, uh, continuing and then for timing and, and that kind of stuff. What, what, what are your I thoughts? Need, yeah. I need an eighth day in each mm -hmm. week. Um, <laughs> yeah. So who do I, do I like, is there a petition I can sign for that or something? Because yeah, that, I'm, I'm, I'm hitting the same wall that everybody else is hitting of just committed to too many different games at this point. So um, particularly because this game has some um, differences to it because what it's trying to emulate, um, mm -hmm. I feel like when we only play every once in a while, you know, half the session is me kind of coming to grips with the system again. And mm -hmm. then, you know, then I'm, I'm engaged with it and we do it and we're done and then we don't play for a while and the muscle memory of like how to really work the system kind of fades out. Um, so I'd like to play more frequently. The dilemma is I don't know how I could do that at this point in time. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I, th I think, I think the, the option that we're th thinking about is speaking of options. Uh, we could use it as an option to kind of keep going the way we've been when we've been going. You know, about a monthly schedule um, for the next handful of months. Because I think uh, Matt, in particular, and, and even I'm not ready to go biweekly yet. Like I've actually, my fortunately, my job search is pick, picking up, and I've been spending a lot of time on that. Um, and so, you know, maybe. It, April, maybe May, uh, would be when we think again about okay, are we ready to go? You know, I say biweekly. Maybe it's twice a month. You know, I guess there's a little bit of a difference there, but um, right, uh, whatever it is, it's like can we can we do it? You know, at least twice a month, um, sometime in April or May, and we may get to April and May and say, huh, you know what? We tried and uh, nope, things haven't loosened up. And you know, yeah, let's try a break instead. You know, nothing set in stone, but I don't think anybody's quite ready to go more frequent than we are right now. Yeah, I, I definitely don't see how I could go more frequent at this point. So, yeah, um, yeah. because my you know, DCC White Rock, which other mm -hmm. people are in, um, mm -hmm. is. You know, basically every the week 
and Forbidden Lands. We're going to go uh, and take a stab at, you know, basically every other week. Um, then I got a couple things I'm running. Now, you know, um, knock on wood, my Fall Adult Green game is going to drop out uh, at the end of March. So then I've got a little little more flexibility in my schedule. Um, but, you know, I'm still running Swyhander and the idiots in that game, including Kyle, don't want to let me drop it. So... To be fair, Rex, I've only played one session, so... <laughs> right, I know, but you, you seem... You seem Thoroughly uh, happy to to guilt me into continuing to run it. So, um, well, you're, you've now you've put all this work into switching to a different system. So it'd be it'd be rude to say, oh no, we right. don't want to play anymore. <laughs> right, right. Um, and I'm supposed to start Numenera back up now. Maybe that's what gives is I just don't start Numenera back up, and then mm-hmm. that gives me uh, basically I'm running one thing and then I'm I'm playing, you know six other nights a month i'm in one of my three main games so it, yeah. I, you know it, it could happen i mean duck's mm-hmm. gonna punch me for not running numenera but <laughs> he was probably gonna punch me for some reason might as well give him a good one yeah um, yeah fair enough so, okay. yeah yeah i definitely don't want to stop playing mm-hmm. i just wish i could play it more mm-hmm. um so I feel like it, yeah you know hey when i feel like with also with the nature of this game, you know, where it's supposed to kind of have a more epic feel to it. I feel like we only play once a month. Kind of the storylines that we have have mm-hmm. faded. So I'm, you know, I'm not always remembering exactly. You know, this guy again. Yeah, you know, who's this? Guy? Yeah, yeah. And we're, you know, so that aspect of it also. Uh, I wish we could play more often, so I could feel like. Yeah. Um, and some of the other guys had uh, some feedback that, you know, that the the scenarios that we've played so far, you know, they feel like kind of one-offs, which is exactly what they are. I mean, they're they don't they don't they don't have they don't fit into the larger epic narrative, right? They're like, hey, here's a little story about this little inn in the Winterland, and you know, you gotta go get Dindy, and but that doesn't really tie into like we. In, we, in a way, we haven't played long enough in the game calendar to get to the point where here's the shadow creeping in, and and uh, it's 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 kind of like, and I think I think those are those are all valid points. It's kind of like, well, okay, how do I if if I would have had to put a number of sessions on this to kind of say, well, when does this all kind of emerge? It's like, I'm not quite sure what that is or how long it takes to get to that or how satisfying that's going to be. I don't know yet, but we definitely have, we're kind of in this, this one-off scenario situation, which and is, is it, fair. To, and it, it feels like the game is kind of designed around one-off scenarios because the fellowship phase is such a big part of mm-hmm. the game itself. Like, so if we went for session after session after session, you know, for, a dozen sessions before something wraps up, then like we've completely forgotten even how the fellowship phase even works. Mm-hmm. So, so just because this game, you know, I'll, I'll echo what Rex says. It's you do have to sort of relearn it every time we come back when we when we play less frequently, because mm-hmm. it is like this the the it is definitely the most different type of system of RPG system I've ever played. So, mm-hmm. it, it it's very it is you know like a, a very sequenced 
type of system. And, but the, the sequences that you're going through are such important parts of your character development and the, you know, of the system itself that mm-hmm. you don't want to miss out on those, um, you know, just because we wanted you to shoehorn some more story into a, you know, a, a particular adventure that we're on or whatever. So, yeah. So I, I, I don't, if the, if the adventures and the adventures that we've played are good. Um, so, you know, I, I, I would be fine to continue those, especially as it allows us to do that, that cool character advancement stuff um, through the fellowship phase. Yeah. So, so don't, you know, I would say don't force stuff. Um, you know, if, if it's, more organic um, to to what you want to do uh, to do these shorter adventures. Yeah. Okay. I think Matt wanted to comment about some books that might be important to read to help with this game. But I'm not sure. <laughs> so. Yeah. Have you guys heard of J.R.R. Tolkien? <laughs> no. He wrote uh, The Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I love that one. Yeah. I love that. The big lion. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> yeah. They should make a game out of that. Yep. With dragons uh, and hobbits. I think he borrowed, I, I've heard of him, and I think he borrowed stuff. He just copied stuff from World of Warcraft. Ah, that's right. <laughs> that <was> a... <laughs> yeah. But, nice. but as a like lit RPG, it's probably the best ever lit RPG written. So, I mean, you got to say that. So. <laughs> Um, yeah, so, and although I do think that part of the challenge that you have, Ty, is you're running a game where, you know, it is inspired by effectively these epic tales. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, in, in some ways, we're sort of like The Hobbit, but because we're, you know, kind of going and we're having this experience and that experience. But, you know, in The Hobbit, they definitely had a, this is our end goal and we're going to have adventures on the way. But mm-hmm. here I feel like it's more like we have an adventure and we end up here. Yeah. And, and you run around and something interesting is happening. And, yeah. You know, and, so, I, and I don't know that there's necessarily anything you can do to, to change that. That's probably the formative experience we all have. And it probably mm-hmm. influences everything we react to in this game is well, we're in Middle Earth, and mm-hmm. all this Middle Earth storytelling baggage has has come along to the game, whether it's invited or not. So, yeah, uh, yeah, interesting. I, I will say that Larry does have an end, an end game. I mean, an end uh-huh. goal in sight, and that's to retire rich and famous. So, <laughs> so you know, whether that involves defeating the shadow, or he never even learns what the shadow is, uh, he's right. <laughs> he's happy. Uh, so long as that, so long as becoming rich and famous is, uh, that's how it goes. And my sense is, if the shadow offered Larry rich and fame, <laughs> where do he, where does he sign? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he he might pause. You know, Larry's Larry's still, you know, he's still a good guy, but uh, but he does, you know, he does want to become a famous man of Bree, and you know, and those, that's a pretty small sight. You know, he doesn't want to become world famous. He just wants to become the top man in Bree. Top man. Uh, Shire's not going to scourge itself. That's <laughs> <true>. <laughs> well, there is there is room for development there. You know, let's mm-hmm. let's not leave it as this backwater. You know, let's exactly. let's look at the resources that can be that can be. Uh, I don't want to say exploited, but they're very inefficient use of 
property in uh, in the Shire. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for the feedback. Um, maybe we can use the remainder of this time to to get through the fellowship phase. I don't know how much you guys have planned for it. I think Matt was thinking about it, but regardless, we'll 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 kind of work through this together. Um, you know, quick recap: you guys had. Helped, had had helped, uh, had helped out the Hobbit brothers, Dindy and Dodie. Um, you run the Easterly Inn. Uh, you saved Dodie, Dindy, Dindy. Saved you saved Dindy. one of them, <laughs> Dindy, uh, from the uh, goblins uh, in their lair under the Misty Mountains, and returned him back. And you were given a hero's welcome, and things have been going great. And now we are in the fall of 2947, I think it is. And it's time for the fellowship phase. Um, if you guys have it, it might be useful to have the, the handout I, I put in uh, Rocket a couple weeks ago. Kind of summarizes how the phases come together and what a lot of your options are. Um, but the first thing you need to do as a company is to decide where you're going to spend the fellowship phase. And the general options are you can go home individually to your respective homes, or you can go to one of the sanctuaries. And depending on what you do, we'll kind of determine which uh, undertakings, you know, your advancement tasks are available to you. And if you're in roll 20 and I've got you on the right page, your sanctuary options are Lake Town, the Easterly Inn, Woodland Hall, and Woodman Town. Now, honestly, the Easterly Inn is not probably a great choice because there's not really anything special to do there, but you can get a nice bowl of soup or stew from Dodie's wife. <laughs> Dirty's appreciative wife. His appreciative wife, yeah. I think the uh the upside if we wanted to hunt, we could go to Woodland Hall. There's no reason to go to Woodman Town. And then if anyone wants to buy an item, then we should go to Lake Town if anyone wants to spend their treasure, I think. I think mine was researching my fancy spear that I found. Um yeah. can that happen anywhere? Yeah, so if I remember correctly, if you, Larry, uh, go see a lore master, you can do that anywhere at any of the sanctuaries. Okay. Or including and including your home. But if we but if we don't go home, we have to pay to maintain our standing, right? If you in fact have a standing, I don't know. I can't remember if any of you have a standing. I think Larry has a standing of one. Yeah. Which yeah, he, he only to, has to pay half to to maintain it, but um, oh, I guess Bird has three treasure points. Yeah, so you you need to pay the value if you're not if you don't go home for the fellowship phase, you pay whatever your standing is to maintain it, or it goes down by one. Oh, so if you're at one, you just pay one. You pay one. Yeah. Oh, okay. And as Larry said, he, he gets you get a half discount. Is that your Bremen uh, cultural? How do you get that half? 
Yeah, it's um, where is it? It's one of my, I think, one of my virtues. No, where the heck is it? Is it the traits? Maybe. No, I thought it was in my spree blood, but that's just I better it. You know, while I'm thinking of it, um, going back to the, the mechanics uh, that we were talking about a moment ago um, and, like, knowing the system, you know, I did a lot of – I did a, a fair amount of work up front to automate a lot of things, which isn't the best way to learn. I mean, we, right. could, we, could, we could even commit to saying, hey, let's pull out the macros and do some rolling and, and walk through some calculations as – as you're doing a battle or as you're doing the travel, right? We, right. I can, I can pull away some of that automation and maybe that would, cause even I forget too, honestly, like I still can't remember I can, off the top of my head. I cannot remember what a corruption test is. Um, well, well, Oh, it's my uh, pipe. It's my pipe of the prancing pony. That's what your pipe gets you half. Uh, yeah. It gets me half. So you don't need to answer it now, but th- think maybe one of the sessions coming up, we can, we could try that. We can just kind of get away from some of the automation. I, I would, Leave the automation in in the any automation related to like combat mm-hmm. because um, I'm fine if the combat goes quickly because I don't really feel like this is a game where um, I want to spend lots of time in contact combat and like you know really carefully you know teasing out and breaking them. And I like the fact there's decisions to make. Um, mm-hmm. But I think as far as that goes, but I think maybe for like this, some of these other things, um, it might, it might be better to have, have more walk through more, you know, this is how you do it. Um, so okay. that's just my two cents on that yeah. particular point. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, so, Who's got the floor? Who wants to talk about going home or going somewhere in particular? Well, if if Kyle wants to go home, we all have to go separate. Uh, does anyone care about um, buying an item? If if not, then I'll just suggest Woodland Hall, just so I don't have to pay a treasure point. But it's not the end of the world if I pay a treasure point. So, like, I would give that up if someone wanted to go shopping. I've got my spear, so I think my shopping is. I think I'm good. Yeah, I, I just don't need a lore master. Yeah, I don't know that I necessarily, uh, unless there's like some super duper improved version of a Matic that is, you know, available somewhere. Uh, you know, I I think I'm pretty good with gear. I if I had a better sense of where we were going story-wise then I definitely think I would go back to Lonely Mountain and maybe do some uh, Patreon stuff. Maybe I'm going to do that anyways. See if I can... Well, uh, Gloin, isn't Gloin in Lake Town? Gloin's in Lake Town. I've already established uh, patronage with him, I believe. Um, so I don't know that I need to maintain that or do anything. If I go back to Lonely Mountain then I can try to establish with King Dane, although I don't know that I have the, the requirements. I'll have to check that. Um, 
Yeah, isn't that a separate? And maybe I'm forgetting, but like we could meet with Gloin. But can you just choose to to gain a new uh, patron, or do you have to do more than that? Um, like I, yeah, I, I didn't see of, that as an undertaking. So, but maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not it's not an undertaking. But if you find uh-huh. yourself in um in in a location where a potential patron is, um, I have mechanically I've got some conditions. Hmm. That that the company has to meet before they kind of they get access to you know that patron um and rex uh as far as you know what's coming up so you guys you know you guys will go wherever you're going to go for the fellowship phase you'll do the fellowship phase and then you'll agree on where to meet um you know, hey, let's okay. We're all going to go home, and at the beginning of the year, beginning of the spring of '48, we will meet in. You know, we'll meet at the Easterly Inn or whatever. Um, okay. And what I told the guys, I think, before you got on, is that what I've tried to do is, I'm, I'm purposely not telling you what those options are yet, but you, the company will have a number of options about where they go next, like six or seven. And so it's going to be up to you guys based on what you find out to decide where you're going to head. And that could be next door or that could be, you know, another part of middle earth. Hmm. Okay. And you'll have to, you'll have to travel there. Right. So I'm looking at the common undertakings and I think I read too much into meet patron. Um, Mm-hmm. I, I think that I think I in my mind I turned that into like acquire new patron, mm-hmm. but now I think in fact you're you're just spending time with the patron you already have. So yeah, I would be good with. I, I will be good with Lake Town, um, and and have one of my undertakings be meet my patron, and we can leave that open ended. Uh, and Ty can can mull over like what counsel I get from him, and essentially work it into, you know, the next adventure. Yeah, I'm fine with breakdown. Absolutely. I yep. That works for me. I, I, I'll be honest. I, I don't really have a preference. I don't have a because basically, uh, from a character standpoint, I was going to go where. Uh, the bird is going. Um, okay. I don't know if I necessarily had an input because I don't have any, any specific thing I'm trying to accomplish other than, you know, find a corner in a pub and hammer out <laughs> a song. <laughs> Do another song. Yeah. Yeah. Kyle? Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, I, I think from a role-playing perspective, Larry would think, oh, there's probably somebody who would know about the spear, you know, at a bustling mm-hmm. place like Lake Town, mm-hmm. as opposed to back in Bree, you know, where, <laughs> you know, he, he there, there would be somebody there, but Larry wouldn't think of it like, oh, you know, my little backwoods, backwater town in the sleepy Shire is not going to know anything about this. I need to go somewhere where there's, you know, commerce. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. I think we're in agreement. Like that. Okay. 
Lake Town it is. Okay. Uh, amazingly, you make it through Mirkwood <laughs> unscathed. Perhaps you stop at uh, the Halls of the Elven King and into, cross it into Lake Town. Um, it's as busy as you've, uh, you've, you've experienced it in the past. Um, although the season is getting quite late. I think we're actually into, was it winter yet? Or is it really still fall? It's still fall. Okay. Um, all right. So, so there's no need to decide where you're going to meet after, you know, we're going to meet up. You're going to do your fellowship phase all in Lake Town. Uh, Kyle, you said that Larry had some upkeep. Is he going to yeah, maintain I mean, his upkeep? I, guess for, I don't know if you can do half a treasure point because <laughs> my standing is only one, so I would need to pay one to maintain it, but I only have to pay half. So, well, let's, let's round it off. I'll call it one. Right. Or you can do halves. I don't care. Should my standing be higher than zero? Like, I'm not sure. Does everyone's standing go up, or is it individually? I, I think you pay twelve to make it to raise it to one, and then to okay. get to two, it's going to cost twenty four, and then got it, so forth. Okay. Although, interestingly, a standing of zero, you have, you're you're you are equivalent to like homeless vagrants, <laughs> murder murder hobos, basically. And then a standing of one, you are comparable to rangers. And then it's not until standing two that you are simply respectable folks. So, <laughs> yeah, you guys, you guys so are starting negative almost. You guys are unknown adventurers. Yeah, I'll pay. Uh, I'll pay one to keep birds. Oh, birds got some too. Okay, cool. Yeah, she competed on the the field of heroes last time. Uh, so oh, I will right. spend the twelve to gain a standing one because I'm just not sure that, uh, how people are going to feel about me if I'm. I, that's that's an undertaking. Just. Okay. Right. Uh, I think it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Okay. Yeah. And, I, was just uh, saying, I don't know if you wanted to waste that or, but. Nah, I, I didn't have any strong. Oh, I definitely want to do this undertaking. So, sure. uh, it, you know, it would happen at some point in time. Might as well happen now. And, and I, I purposefully was uh, oblique about like those unknown conditions about what it takes to meet a patron a potential patron mm-hmm. uh, you know certainly one of them is standing um you know uh, you know the the king under the mountain isn't going to meet a bunch of nobody dwarves but if hey if you're a the equivalent of a mayor at a standing four or something like that whatever it is right you, okay. yeah you've got it you've got a seat at the table so this is your way to to kind of start getting in with those higher higher level patrons so to speak Sure. I, uh, I am going to use half treasure point just to sammer this. Uh, this uh-huh. means like this means I can go two sessions uh, and only spend uh-huh. one one point to maintain my standing, as opposed to losing a a point every session while I'm at standing one. So it does feel like I I need to give out bigger treasure amounts too. Because <laughs> what is it hoarding uh, half points in order to get to that twenty four just to get to level two? Yeah. Uh, well, we found a goblin horde last time. I mean, it's not like there wasn't wasn't that ten treasure points. It's not like there wasn't you know a mm-hmm. lot of treasure to be yeah. found at, at the last thing. It's just we're splitting it. Yeah, splitting it up. Uh, or some of us aren't getting it and are getting 
you know, epic weapons instead. Epic weapons, yeah. <laughs> All right. So that was anybody else got upkeep? I think that was uh now uh spending experience points. So you can buy wisdom, valor, or weapon skill ranks. And I think we said the number on the left is what we have, because now there's three numbers in experience. And our number on the right was what we <laughs> spent, and the big number is the cumulative. In the right. roll 20 sheet? Yeah. Yeah, because I've got I, 27 in the big number, four on the left, 23 on the right, which would mean I've got four to spend. I've spent 23, and my total is 27. Yeah. All right. Okay. I think I've got 11 to spend. Mine, mine, I think, got changed since last time. It's showing 41 in the big middle, 15 in the upper left, and 26. That's about on. Well, I mean, you have more than bird, but that's about right. I think 15 you're on spin. Right. And then I the, have the sheet updated and added that big number. Oh, uh, okay. All right. How did I end up so low? <laughs> I only have four points to spend. Uh, did you your, your points, numbers add up? I thought you spent points to get to figure out what you had. Or you rolled like. Yeah. Dice? So, Kyle, one of the things that you needed to do on your, your epic roll where you rolled like four sixes and a five and a three or something like that, like you like your 32 where you absolutely killed it. You had to spend Oh that's right. Yeah. One experience points for each die that you rolled. Yeah, that's right. That's where my number yeah. went. Yeah. So I don't know if that adds up entirely, but that's I mean I've got four on the left, 23 on the right, and 27 in the big. So I mean the numbers add up. So okay. yeah but that I mean that was a very worthwhile spend, but it, it was not just one experience point either. Uh, yeah, yeah no, so I'd Matt, forgotten that I spent the points on that. So yeah, and so Matt, yeah, to your point, your what you pointed out, I think is correct. The, the, the number in that upper left circle is small circle is your current bank to spend. <laughs> And what's the benefit of our close combat number? Because I see like my weapon has damage of three, but my damage combat value, or I'm sorry, my damage on my axe is seven. My combat value is three. And I see one of these uh, virtues boost my close combat skill. Pull up your deal here. Um close combat skill yeah well or close combat damage value oh okay so when when you get a regular hit with your bearded axe you do oh, seven true. damage right, right. and then if great you get success an, you, yep yep okay. so the the damage of three that you currently have i think is you know added one time if you get a great success and twice if you get an extraordinary success Okay. And when so, you boost wisdom, that gives you a virtue, or does that give you a reward? I'm trying to remember. I think wisdom is a virtue, and valor is a reward. Valor is a thing. 
wisdom is a uh, is a uh, virtue. Okay. For my spear, I just added a, a entry for Numenorean spear to my weapons list. Mm-hmm. But is is learning that is is my rating with a spear like universal? Yeah, for any or type it? of spear, or do I have to relearn? I use this Numenorean spear. Yeah, no, you you get that. It's a spear. Uh, It's a spear. It's it's the category of spear, so uh, your magical spear is is fine, too. And I'm not sure what the... Is the the rating, is that what the... I'm looking at the the experience point chart, Mm -hmm. you know, the costs, and the weapon skill level uses those diamonds there to indicate... Yeah, that's your rating. Is that the rating? Okay. Yeah. So I'm already a three in spear, so I don't have any experience points to spend this this phase because I only have four, and the things that I want to spend on would be at least six to increase. So. Oh, and did you see the the sheet I put in um, Rocket a couple weeks ago for that spear? Yeah. Okay. Um, and so it's got your damage and your edge and yep. all that kind of stuff. I think I'm going to spend 10 points and take uh, resilience. Seems really costly, though. I don't know if I should boost my damage output or be more beefy. Um. All right, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna buy a point of valor, which I'm going up to level three, and so that's uh, six experience, right? So twenty-seven, and I'm gonna take uh, grievous and apply that to my bearded axe. Okay. Actually, actually, uh, no, I'm going to, because I can disarm or like shatter someone's, oh, damn, this is tough. Uh, I'm going to make it a weapon skill level of three instead. Same, same point spin. Okay. If you're done with that, and you can go on to your advancement points too. Let me just tally those up and add them to our advancement points. So six, seven, eight. Um, one of the things I want to do is talk to Radagast, which affects how much a, a skill costs. Uh, what do you mean? 
Well, I think Radagast makes it um, cheaper to upgrade my Explore or or my Lore. It's because uh, I think oh, I, I can talk to him anywhere. Yeah. Uh... Is that so? I guess that's actually after I spin. Then that'd be the next time I level up. I'm assuming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that's it's gonna require some bookkeeping, but yeah. I'll make a note somewhere. Yeah, there's a few of those where you like you you spend something now and you get something later. Yeah. Well, Explorer's getting real expensive, so I think I might do that. Let's see. I've got nine points. And so, when do we what do we do with the diamonds that we so just checked off? Count them up, and then you, if you like scroll down to just above your background, there's an advancement points pool. Like so we had, like we had that. Add all those diamonds to that. Yeah, and then I cleared my diamonds out. Carl, how you doing? Uh, I am trying to follow along uh, about the diamonds. I'm trying to figure out where that where that is tracked. So on in roll twenty, let me get your character sheet. Here's Bingo. Down there at the bottom, I'd banked four, I, so I, and I have six right now, so it gives me ten. Yeah, you got six under your skill that skill groups column, and then uh, yeah, where's that? Do I say it? Yeah, advancement points. Yep. Okay. But there's no requirement that like the two I earned in personality, I don't have to use them on a personality group skill, right? They just. Correct. It just, it becomes a pile of advancement points. I have to spend yeah. power by that's just, perfect. That's just where you have to earn them, but how you spend them is up to you. Okay. Um, and it's cheaper to advance favored skills. It looks like, right? So. Oh yeah, that's right. I think you're right. Seems like if I remember, oh man, I think I want to increase my valor, but um, and that is that gives you benefits more on along the lines of your weapons, I suppose, mm-hmm. skills. Yeah, and there's there's generic stuff as well, which is what I took. Or no, I ended up taking the point, but there's like, um. On page 115, there's generic qualities you can give your weapons. 115, okay. And then on 104 and 103, there's generic masteries you can take as well. Oh, I'm going to spend an experience point to um, give Fesco another thing you can help me out in. Increase my hunting to two pips. Since I'm one of the hunters of the group, I should probably be better at it.
All right, Fesco can help me explore now as well. I'm going to take a point, my first point in lore, and then bank the rest of mine. Down to five. <coughs> Sorry. How you doing, Rex? Um, well, I'm just trying to, I have 12 points to spend, and so it, it could work out very cleanly, uh, experience points, so I could spend six to take my wisdom to three and acquire a new virtue, so I'm kind of looking at virtues, and then the other six experience points would let me raise my rating in Matic from two to three, so it seems like a nice uh, spend of those. So I'm just trying to pick the virtues right now. So I'm looking at the masteries, which are kind of interesting. Um, and like I'm trying to figure out what weakness might be best addressed by a mastery. But then I also want to look at the uh, cultural virtues for the dwarf. So, uh, and then I'll get to advancement points. Hey, Ty, just so I am shopping properly while uh, we're deciding, is this a long rest or, or a short? Are we going to have two undertakings or one? Uh, just one undertaking. Okay. Sure about that? <laughs> uh, no, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, I think we'll just do one. Radagast is the wizard that tracks down Gandalf, right? And then tells him that Saruman wants to talk mm. to him. Mm -hmm. Is that right? I believe that's correct, yeah. Interesting. Hmm. There's some cool stuff in here. I just don't know which cool thing to take. Hmm. Yeah, I had like three things picked out before looking so at my there's a there's a dwarven virtue called the stiff neck of dwarves. Uh, and the mechanical aspect of it is you add a number equal to your current shadow score to all your roles involving the use of common skill with the exception of all custom skills. Uh, uh, so custom is a skill group. Okay. Wow. Am I reading that correctly, Ty? I'm sorry, I was reading something else. I wasn't listening. 
So you add a number equal to your current shadow score to all your roles involving the use of a common skill. Then there's a parenthetical with the exception of all custom skills and customs capitalized. So I assume what they mean is all groups that are in the custom, all skills in the custom skill group. Yeah, so I think, song, I think that's courtesy, and riddle would be excluded. Everything else, my shadow would become a. I like that. I'm encouraged to hide it, not throw shadow at the party. Uh, so someone <laughs> can take me later. All right. So that is going to be. Uh, put this down to six. So Ty, are you definitely going to be backing the new edition? Yeah, I was telling the guys earlier, I haven't yet, but yeah, I'm certainly going to. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm going to back it as well. I just haven't decided whether I'm going to get the fancy edition or not. Mm-hmm. Probably change my mind tomorrow, but I was going to pass on the fancy and then use that money to buy the other. They got another book that's going to be available. Oh, as, like an <laughs> as an add-on in the Kickstarter or? Yeah. Well, I think they, there's a number of, of stretch goals that passed that they're now going to bundle into a hardback book. Ah, okay. And so if you want to buy it as a hardback book and I forget which, what the content is exactly. I think it's like well, you're talking about the ruins of the lost realm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm so not said, yeah, I'll page. just get that as a book and maybe pass on the special edition, but, but I'm getting the starter kit. I don't know why I'm getting the starter kit, but I am. So. Uh, I'm going to get the starter kit because I continue to delude myself, that I'll be able to rope my locals. Uh -huh. into actually playing a uh, RPG. Mm -hmm. And I figure if it's going to require, you know, the bells and whistles of like a starter kit. You know, there's got to be stuff. Like uh, I'm just going to sit down with a pencil and paper and, and roll. So mm -hmm. uh, hopefully. Well, really, you guys, you guys are getting a free starter kit to get all the physical stretch goals is really what's happening. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, who's who's still working on advancement points or experience points? Anybody? I am. I'm I'm typing, so that's uh, always an issue for me. I probably should just have this pulled up on my computer and copy and paste. Uh, 
What did, did Dingo take, Carl? I changed my mind. I ended, I ended up going up in Wisdom to level 4. Um, yeah, and that cost me 10 experience points, which is exactly what I had. Now I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my new virtue. <clears throat> I wouldn't mind like a dozen more virtues for each race. Yeah. I mean, the, the customization of each race is uh, one of my favorite things for sure. Mm-hmm. And with, with, um, with the rewards, like you pointed out, like they do have a good, a fair number of, of kind of generic weapon improvements. I, that you I wouldn't need. mind more of those too, either. I don't yeah, know I think I may know. have more of those. I'll, I'll have to double check. Um, well, it's interesting because uh, I think at some point in time, I got a, a bundle of holding on this because I have a crap ton of the PDFs and there's one of them called the adventurer's companion. That's mm-hmm. it's, it's kind of uh, my perception. Is it's kind of like a player's handbook, but it's got a whole bunch of additional cultures uh, in it. Like there's like three more dwarves. So, mm-hmm. so I think part of it is it, it, it may be there, Matt. It just may be off. And I think, in, I think we had those. Yeah, could be. Yeah. Yeah, I take that. Hey, you know, Carl, I take that back. I didn't think that there were any kind of generic virtues, but the, those masteries, I can see those are, those are available for any culture. Uh, okay. So there's, you know, confidence. I don't know if you're looking at a, a rule book or you need any. Uh, yeah, I'm looking at the rule. I'm actually looking at the Hobbit virtues. I, I picked uh, Brave at a Pinch. Okay. So. When you spend a point of, point of hope to invoke an attribute bonus, you additionally cancel all penalties and force from being weary for that action. Wow. It was either that or spend a point of hope and disappear. <laughs> that's not a bad... Uh, that's not bad, Carl. <laughs> sometimes which, disappearing which is... Uh, sometimes disappearing is just fine so oh well okay I, I i could switch i was kind of flipping a coin it's pretty hard to regain hope right for a hobbit you, you get one back i'm sorry hope yeah no no i got t- wait, wait hang on mm-hmm. yeah, i got tons of hope as a hobbit all right advancement So, Rex, why don't you work on that, and I'll get uh, these other guys going on uh, some of their their uh, activities. Perfect. Uh, so, who who's got a a not an activity? What do we call them? A uh, undertaking. Undertaking. That's right. Who's got an undertaking in mind? I heard one of Kyle. I heard one yeah. of Carl. Maybe. Um. Kyle, you want to do, go through yours first? Yeah, go see a lore master. You want to go see a lore master in Lake Town? Yep. To find out about your your spear, your manish spear. Um, and what did I do with your sheet? There it is. Your Numenorean spear. 
Okay, so this is the other thing about the, the, these books. I was explaining, like these undertakings are like spread all over the place. So this one actually happens to be in the Rivendell book, but you can undertake it anywhere there is a lore master. Um, I've got the Rivendell book here somewhere. When the hero explores a forgotten horde and discovers a strange ring, magical blade, or a coat of mail, he is unlikely to know much about it. So for your spear, we know it's, uh, it's craftsmanship. We know it's a spear. We know one of its banes. Um, and we know one of its qualities. But you don't know one of its banes. And you don't know two of its qualities, and there's a history and all that kind of stuff that we could we can sort through. Um, let's see. You may choose the undertaking to learn what there is to be learned about the item, its origins and history, and possibly its name and the identity of its maker. Additionally, the lore master is able to unveil some specific features of the item. In the case of a wondrous artifact, its blessings are revealed. In the case of a famous weapon or armor, the companion gets to discover any banes in the next in the nature of the next hidden quality of the item. But that quality will still need to be activated to be used, which I have to look that up. Yeah, because I think right. that's the cleaving. Is it the cleaving capability? Is that what the quality is? Or that's one of your qualities. You're gonna potentially find out the second of okay. three qualities. Um uh, and we'll see about activating it. Because that would be too easy to just give it to you, I guess. All right. Uh so yeah, it's a let's see, it's it's late fall, right before winter, you're in Lake Town and uh Get a name for this guy, this person. Um, Dindo. Dindo? <laughs> Dindo? Is he a hobbit? <laughs> I'm just no. thinking everyone's life difficult. Yeah, that would be kind of difficult. What was the boat name we kept using <laughs> for the first few sessions? <laughs> I forgot what it was now, but it was... It was probably the it's in our, it's in our player notes, I bet. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's go with... Um, Flarney. Flarney? I don't know. How about I'll leave Flarney. it up to you, Kyle. Who, who, who's the, what's the name of the lore master? And we want, he needs to be a man, like a, 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 a man culture. Um, you know, I can think of our Bree names like Larry, Daryl, mm-hmm. and Daryl. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but this guy would be, you know, from, I don't know, someplace more exotic. Yeah, let's. Uh, I don't have. Uh, I need. A, I need a good list of regional appropriate names for. Oh, you know what? I do have. Uh, probably in one of these the Lake Town uh, Guide. Maybe that would be a good culture one. books too. Uh, Legolas. <laughs> Legolas. That <laughs> <laughs> might get confusing. Uh, where is it? There it is. We need that National Lampoon uh, book that was on the on the Lord of the Rings. Pull some names out of there. 
Uh, so, Larry, where are you going to find out about uh, this lore master? You're 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 going to ask at the bar. You're going to ask around town. Isn't there? Where can uh, I find you? Isn't there? There's a, a market because Larry bought his map of, uh, that mm-hmm. helps him with his lore rolls or whatever. Where, wherever that market was, okay. Like, even the the map maker that he went to before, or somebody that sells old tomes, or you know. One of those kinds of, of locations where he's like, "Hey, I have a weapon that's clearly ancient. Mm-hmm. You know, where can I? Who can I talk to to? Oh, yes. to learn you wanna, more. You want to see Finulf, F-I-N-N-U-L-F, Finulf, the Lore Master. Uh, you'll find him in the. Uh, yeah, where's a good place? Uh, He keeps a small office in the uh, warehouse section, number seven on the uh, Lake Town map. Apparently, number seven. Yeah, he kind of he kind of points down to uh, one of the the dock front warehouse districts, and uh, yeah, you uh, you meet uh, uh, Finolf. What did I say, Finolf? Should write that down, Finolf. And uh, he, he's a uh, middle aged man, not. Mm-hmm probably as old as you were expecting and he welcomes you in and uh you perhaps present the spear to him and let's see what can he tell you about this spear hmm. ah hmm. and he kind of rubs his chin and he Goes and pulls a couple of old tomes off the the uh, the bookshelf and slams one of them down on the counter. He goes ah, starts flipping through some pages. Sound effects, sound effects, sound effects. And says ah, just as I thought. Oh wow, what a treat! You you seem to have found a spear of the king's men. Hmm. Wow, so a spear actually used by some men of the guards of the Numenorean king? I believe so, yes. In fact, that's what it says right here. Uh, You also discover that uh, in addition to being baneful towards uh, evil men, it is also baneful towards orcs. So that is that is the second bane, and he he regales you with a tale that's in one of his, his books about uh, the king's men holding off a horde of orcs at the uh, the fortress somewhere in Middle Earth. Uh, and then the last bit of information I can give you: so you've, you've got the name Spear of the King's Men, you've got the second bane, orcs. And the second quality is called raging. Raging. And that is also in the Rivendell book. Kyle, you said you have that one? Trying to get to it. The trove is loading slow. Okay. I thought I'd done. I thought I had it, but. Yeah, I'll just I'll read it off and I'll put it in the rocket for you. 
Uh, a weapon graced by this quality deals an extra loss of endurance to an attacked Bane creature equal to your valor, even on a missed roll. Oh, nice. Because that was because cleaving does that too. That does endurance. That also saps endurance from uh, uh, enemies. To a, yeah, to an, an another creature engaging you in combat. Yeah. So, so cleaving is like towards multiple wep, uh, multiple targets, and this other one is uh, raging is um, uh, against the same target. So it's like an endurance lost bonus against Bane creatures, basically. Yeah. So against orcs or evil men, uh, I even forget what a Bane quality does or what a, a Bane is. It's well, pr- presumably that's. Uh, um, oh, you, you mean in addition to the qualities? Like, what exactly does it mean to be? Yeah, I think I think there's an addition, I think there's an additional. Just basic bane thing, but I'll I'll, I'll find that out. Ah, thank you for bringing me this fine item. You are a lucky <laughs> young man, Larry. You men of Bree have always seem to have the good stuff. Yeah, I, it's it, I will probably never be so lucky again. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then there's something about activating it. Let's see. Qualities. Lore master, lore master, lore master. Question need to be activated. Does that mean activated? Well, whatever it is, it's on page ninety-seven. Allegedly. Of the of the core book or of Rivendell? Of Rivendell. Oh, no, I did have Rivendell, just in another folder. Dormant. The remaining features are dormant and may be activated in one of two ways. Uh, oh, so, okay. So if you gain. <laughs> All right, so if you gain a new Valor rank, rather than um, taking a new weapon quality like you normally would, like a generic one or one from your culture, you unlock uh, this second quality for your, your spear. Okay, so I know what it is, but I can't actually use it until you I spend have, yeah. advancement points. Yeah, cle- cleaving is available Third to experience. you, but, but raging is not yet available to you. Um, and the third one is not known. 
And then the the second way that you can you can in a sense activate your your quality is if you have uh, basically <laughs> an amazingly multiple weapons, multiple magical weapons or uh, uh, famous weapons, you can donate one of them to your culture, to their cultural treasure, and that'll unlock a uh, quality as well. So something to something to strive for. All right. Uh, any questions about that? Nope. Okay. Cool. Well done. Um, let's see. Carl, are you ready for a song, or what are you up to? I uh, okay. I've spent all my points. Mm -hmm. um, let's see. I ended up uh, increasing the pips on my song. Um, uh, points by by one so i'm up to three now mm -hmm. so uh yeah i was actually sitting here working on a working on my song that i had in my mind so okay you want to write write another song for your activity your undertaking yeah that's what i'll that's what i'll do yep okay um let's see do you possess the minstrelly trait minstrel c minstrel c trait I, don't uh, I do i actually i think i changed it out for another one i used the last um our last session i think i ended up changing it out okay um so i do have the mistral trait specialty all right you do have it okay so the the uh your your bait your basic target number is 16 for this song roll that you're going to make you can roll it, you can lower that target number even further by choosing some modifiers, which you don't have to choose, but you may choose. Um, if you were to write a traditional song, then the the target number is lowered by two, which is good, but anybody who performs the song <laughs> gets a plus two to their uh, their modifier. So it's harder. It's easier to write, but harder to sing. OK. OK. Uh, you could also make it uh, a thematic song. Um, ba -ba -ba -ba. Which means that it can only be sung under very specific circumstances. Which may have been what you did before, but it's a, it's either a walking song or a supper song or a bed song or a rain song, a bath song. Like this is where the song gets sung, right? So if if it's a song of victory, for instance, and you just got your ass kicked, you can't sing it then. But it's up to you as the writer if you choose to have it thematic to to choose it. Um, what those conditions are, and I can sign off on that. Um, that will make it uh, the target number an additional minus two. And then the final category is an Elvish song. So if you're using or imitating an Elven mode of composition, 
Um, it's an especially uplifting song, uh, meaning that you can use it twice per adventuring phase. Okay, but an Elvis, so Elvis song cannot be traditional or thematic. It's just Elvis. And, and Elvis, Elvis, Elvis. Elvis. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, I just threw a lot at you. Um, so, so, yeah, I think the last one was one that we used to kind of give some bonus roles to, to the group before we headed out. I forgot what we. I forgot. I forgot what it was. It must have been thematic because it was basically we rolled it and then the, everybody got uh, extra abilities to roll extra dice. Yeah. Um. So does does the if it's thematic do do I get to try to call when I would play it and you say yeah it probably doesn't work or maybe that does work or or does it. Is there hard and fast rules? Yeah, if you're going to do thematic, then you say, Ty, this is a song that we would sing when we're going to bed or when it's raining or when we're taking a bath or we're drinking or we're lamenting something or we just had a victory. Like that's that's the time when the song gets sung. Uh this one's probably a drinking song. Okay. Uh, now the question is, what kind of bonuses, or what kind of what, um, what would it what would it do for the party? What do you do? Yeah. Uh... And if it gets if it's the same results as what we got last time, I probably will tr try to change it up. To yeah. Like so the, okay. Yeah. So the the success dice that you generated last time, we may have been using them. Uh, they're 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 in a sense they're generic uh, success die. They may be used at any any part of the adventuring phase, and so. That's any time that you're in the scenario, basically. So if you want to use it for combat, you can use it for combat. If you want to use it for your journey, you can use it for your journey. It's not necessarily assigned to a particular role. Oh, okay. So uh, this just allows the ability to do a different song and get more opportunities for, for the bonus dice? Uh, let's see. Uh, yeah, that, that's yeah. So right now you've got one song on your song list, and so basically everybody can sing that song once in the adventuring phase. And if they succeed, they'll get a number of success dice. Depending on that, depends on how well they roll. If they fail, then they're basically done, and they don't get any su additional success dice. If you have two songs, and you could actually do that twice, apparently. Yeah, each okay. song may be employed by the company once for each adventuring phase, twice if it is if it is an elvish song. 
I feel like I need to put special effort into figuring out an Elvis song uh, if I'm going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. And, and what if it's like, uh, where, like, where are you looking? I'm trying to figure out what, like, if I would want to redo this to be like a after battle song or something, what is that? Does it, does a post battle song like lift everybody's spirits in some way or is it? Yeah. I mean, think, think of all the, any song that you write basically lifts spirits, right? And, and then mechanically that's in the form of earning success dice, right? The, the, oh, okay. Gotcha. The idea of the battle song is, is, is the, the, it, it lowers the, the target number that you're going to use to generate the song in the first place at the cost of limiting the time and place and location where you could actually sing those songs. Got right? it. So you guys are in Lake Town right now. Well, a song of victory doesn't do you any good because yeah. you're not fighting anybody. Okay. Then, then I'll, I'll, I'll go with what I was originally thinking. So them thematic and then, um, uh, maybe this is a drinking song, uh, you know, mm -hmm. um, whether it's by the camp, you know, campfire or in a pub or something. Okay. So that'll, that'll bring your target number from, since you've got the, that minstrel trait, I'll take you from 16 to 14. Um, and go ahead and roll your song uh, skill. And we'll see how you do. 16 to 14. Uh, your target number is is uh, fourteen. Yeah, twenty one. Twenty one. Where's and oh, you got two sixes. So that's an extraordinary success. So this is as good as you can do. And I get to, um, I get to mark that already. Get to mark that. No, no, no. That's okay. only that happens in the adventure phase. So what you can do, <laughs> what you do though. So your your song for anybody who sings it has a target number of uh, too many things open of twelve. So basically, you you wrote a thematic um, a drinking song that's easy for everybody to sing and. Uh, This'll be to go along with your your other song, which I don't can't remember anything about it, but <laughs> this will definitely. Isn't it also a drinking song? Yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's, what, that's what that's a Hobbit for you. Do you, do you have its target number written down for the, the first song? Uh, hang on, I might I probably wrote it somewhere. Wrote it down. Yeah. All right, so why don't you uh, write that stuff down, and when you're ready to share your song with us next session or whatever, uh, you'll be ready to go. Cool. And remember, it has to be easy for everyone to sing and to remember. <laughs> and if you want to play your uh, your uh, your mandolin to go along with it, even better. <laughs> right. I did. So I did not make the. Uh, I did not write a success. Uh, number down for the first song. I do have it written down in my um, bio, but I didn't write a I didn't write a success number down for it. You have the the song written down in your bio, but not the the yeah, not this not the the uh, success number. Okay, uh, 
you, you just raised your skill, your song skill, right? Yes. Okay. Let's. Why don't you roll it again? We'll take off the the last die. We'll pretend like you're rolling it again. We'll see. I mean, we're gonna you're gonna succeed, but we're gonna see how much. All right. So yeah, that's the nine and six is fifteen, and three is eight, eighteen. And you got a you got a great success. So that target number is fourteen. So okay. your first song is a little harder to sing than your second song. Um, so he he's refined and improved. He realized the first time that the drunk people were stumbling over some That's of right. the the notes and the changes in right. tempo. <laughs> he streamlined it for that second song. Yeah. All right. Um, Let's go to the bird. Bird, what uh, what what do you have in mind? Uh, yeah, bird has heard that uh, Radagast the Brown uh, may be in the area, mm-hmm. and her and Fesco are going to seek Radagast out. Okay. Yeah, uh, the Lake Town is actually buzzing uh, because uh, one of the wise is is made its way to Lake Town. Um, sounds like he is stopping in Lake Town on his way to Dale. Uh, to meet with King Bard, um, but uh, stopping for a rest and checking on some old friends. And yeah, he's uh, he's set up time to take an audience if you'd like. Oh, absolutely! And okay. of course, uh, um, we're we're thankful for Radagast for our ability to uh, train the hounds. So, of course, uh, Fesco <laughs> is of course also happy to see Radagast. Ah, oh, Fesco! <laughs> Uh, you've come a long way, my my canine friend. Oh. Uh, Mistress Bird, how goes the training with Fesco? Has uh, has it has it taken hold? Master Renegast, he's better than I could have imagined. Oh, fantastic, fantastic! Well, uh, thanks for joining me today. Uh, what? How can we spend? spin your undertaking into a short story that will tell us uh, what benefit you're getting, would you say? Lore or explore at half cost? I am going to um, definitely explore because it's really expensive for me to keep boosting explore. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe uh, Bird's also got this uh, herb trait. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think she works that into like just conferring with him. Uh, Master Radagast, I've stumbled upon these herbs in in dark passages in Mirkwood. And I don't know, maybe just have it. He seeks his guidance, identifying the herbs and maybe identifying different things to help that explore trait. Fair enough. And, uh, for the next hour or so, he, he kind of gives you insight and direction and information that, that helps you along that path. Very good. I'll write that down. Yeah, you're going to have to remember that one. Yep. Yeah, and you, and you will next time we get to the fellowship phase, I'm sure. All right. Um, Buren. Uh, so... I have 
two choices. Uh, I could, well, I, I know I have more than two, but I narrowed it down to two. So mm-hmm. for the benefit of the party, I could go see Gloin and meet with him to, you know, potentially gain some counsel about our next, that might be of assistance in our next adventure. Or I could Sammer. So, because <laughs> uh, the other thing I'm thinking about doing is, uh, you can basically acquire a new trait, and the way I understand it is you basically sub one that you currently have out mm-hmm. and add something new in. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it does seem like there potentially is going to be the need for like GM approval or maybe you know like party consensus. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so what I was thinking about doing is dropping Stonecraft and adding a trait called elusive mm-hmm. and elusive is get your own actually get your get your own trait dropping stonecraft <laughs> yeah to to hide in the trees with bird Bird's going to be hiding in a tree and she's going to look down and see Bird. <laughs> well, the little guy that keeps sneaking up on her. Right. One of his specialties is burglary. Um, <laughs> and so you would just think, because he's a treasure hunter, that, you know, he would, he would learn how not to be seen at the time it was not to be seen. So, but if. If we're worried about niche protection, I will. <laughs> no, take it. <laughs> so, 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 so on the Gloin front, um, I'll give you that one for free because you are going to hear from him. Um, okay. Uh, one way or the other. So, so that makes the Samarine all that much easier <laughs> to, uh, to decide upon. Yeah. So. So if you've got a vision for your, a new trait or a, a, a swapped out trait, then I say go for it. Okay. Then I will take Stonecraft off. And, and how would this uh, manifest itself uh, from your time in Lake Town? I think it's more a product of his time adventuring and mm-hmm. and and watching Bird. Um, you know, in because he's actually got a pretty good awareness, and so he just he kind of got this really picked up on and, and noticed, you know, how Bird can, you know, when the time's right, just fade out of the conversation, fade out of the situation, you know, disappear in the woods, mm-hmm. and he realized that that you know part of that is, you know, not just you know the physical aspect of it, but part of it is the, you know, mental aspect of you know, just moving a certain way and and when to leave a conversation and things of, of that nature. So and he sees that as a valuable way to act if in fact he's gonna burgle and and find treasure. So that's that's how I think he kind of arrived at elusive. Or he's breaking into houses in Lake Town. It's never it's <laughs> gonna work. Trying to Trying to elusive uh, from the uh, the watch, uh, the the guards exactly in town. Okay, fair enough. Bird's going to take the stonecrafting trait. Nice. There you go. 
<laughs> okay. <laughs> I I also was going to try to sammer tie into any information about the next you know adventure. So I'm like, well, you know, if it if it is in a dungeon or a yeah. castle, that, that stonecraft's probably going to be handy. But mm-hmm. I've made well, my choice. It's it's funny you should mention that. If you guys you guys have five ten minutes. Yep. Indeed, I do. Okay. I, I'll uh, have, I will listen. I, I do need to run. Okay. So, Fair sorry enough. about that. But oh, no worries. Right. No worries. All right. So let me... Um, well, you know, uh, I guess if Matt's not going to be here and, and John's not going to be here, maybe I keep this. Well, no, each of you have uh, a thing. So let me let me give you your thing. Uh, this some some of the stuff I have set up is generic, which I'll say for everybody else. But some of it's also set up for a particular character. Um, so, uh, Larry, this first one, I guess, kind of concerns everybody, but maybe you more than anybody else. Uh, during your time in Lake Town, uh, word gets back to you. By way of the uh, the Easterly Inn, that Dindy is heading to Bree uh, come spring uh, for more supplies. And given the the outcomes of uh, the last uh, journey that he was on, he could probably use an escort. Okay. Okay. Um, let's look at. Let's see. That one's for Bird. Bingo. Yep. Uh, We'll jump ahead in the calendar a little bit. It is springtime. And word gets to you. Did you have a relationship with Bilbo? He's known to me, but... uh... Known to you, but not related. It was... It was Dodie at the, or, or his his wife was yeah. like your cousin or something. Yeah. All right, uh, Dodie's wife lets you know that Bilbo Baggins, uh, a famous, well known, and uh, Hobbit and adventurer, is known to be in Rivendell. Should you want to meet the famous Hobbit? Okay. Red West. Yeah. And then Buren, while staying yes. in Lake Town, uh, a, na- a note is delivered to you, a handwritten note from Gloin, uh, who writes that Dale is dealing with a difficult matter regarding bandits. And since Buren and your companions have been helpful before, Dot dot dot. He suggests that maybe uh, you may be as, as helpful again, right? So just a couple threads to different parts of uh, Middle Earth. Um, we'll probably pick them up with the other ones in our next session. Um, cool. That's kind of the the beginning of it. Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, nice job. If you guys need any notes or anything from the the rule books or questions, 
let me know. But otherwise, I'll get a uh, a doodle out, uh, and we'll because I don't think we have another session set up, and we'll we'll get that going. Thanks. Great. Cool. All right, guys. Thanks a lot. End of session. I'm excited to play again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was telling this. I mean, that's what I was telling the guys earlier before you joined. He's like, when I'm not playing, I'm like ready not to play. But once I start playing, I'm ready to go again. Yeah. So it's it's narrowing narrow, narrowing that amount of time between when you're playing and not playing. I think is where we want to get to. So we'll get there. All right. Yep. Cool. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks for all the feedback, and uh, I'll uh, catch you catch you later. Take care. Good night. Good night.